Well, let me tell you something, brother. It's the R&B show. Can you dig it? And now, here's Ricardo and Brett. You know, it's, it's different. Wow. It's different now. I can't hear the music, the 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 the, the swanky music that oh, comes it sounds on really good. Still. I'm sure it sounds pretty good because you, you're you're engineering everything. You are you're you're a wizard back there. But uh, yeah, welcome to the R and B show. Hold on, our Brett episode yeah, number yeah, twenty five. Yeah. Number 25, the only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley. I'm your co-host, Ricardo Arguello. Sitting alongside with me is Brett Christofferson, both of USA Today Network Wisconsin. And doing the Hulk Hogan, is that what you were doing? That was Hulk. Okay, either that or Thunderlips. Well, and then there was Thunder. Ed McMahon in there as well. Yeah, so yeah. A whole bunch yeah. Of them. So I, I should do that, you know, open every week with Dude, something different. You're a treasure trove of 80s material. There, <laughs> I, my friend. That's I, Rosie. That's Jim Rosen. Well, I, I hear it all in our drives for our Kids in Crisis streams now. Uh, Rosie brings it all out. Uh, that's right. On, and we solve world's problems, too, at we the do. same time. We do, we do, we do. We're going to Manitowoc uh, tonight. Yeah. I wonder what we're going to solve tonight. Yeah, you're very uh, versatile. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. The two of you's. You're very versatile. It's not just sports for us Ricardo. no it isn't no and uh, i'm glad you guys are on board with me here as uh again number 25 of uh the rnb show running a little late running a little late we had some technical issues but i think uh our guy over there rosie again he was able to get on the horn and call up live stream folks and uh get it all situated right my friend yes it, it wasn't our fault either. it was it not our, our fault end. it rarely is too it's, it rarely is our fault we're usually ready to go but this was a uh, a Facebook thing. They changed their, updated their app, and they don't tell anybody. So when that happens, uh, we don't get Facebook. But luckily, while I was on the phone, we're they on. fixed it. So we're here on. we are. And now we got these uh, these mics here. We don't have the headsets today. I'm a little out of sorts, and it's just kind of a weird day. Yeah. We got to get a man to walk here in a few hours, yeah. and it is crazy. What are we gonna do? Huh? I want. I, I want. Know. To, I, you know. You know. Like I'm. I'm a routine guy. I like to be entrenched in my routines, and when I'm yes. a little out of it, uh, I get a little ornery. Exactly. <laughs> ornery is one way to describe it. Yeah, no, there's other ways too, but we can't do that on a family show or family family podcast. I should say. Yeah, we could hey, talk some prep sports. We will that. do that. Uh, let me run down uh, what we have on the docket here. Coming up, WI State Wrestling kind of give a, a review of what happened uh, this past weekend at the Individual State Tournament in Madison. And then we're going to move on to the boys' uh, uh, postseason preview. I made my state picks. I want to really hear what Brett and Rosie think about the, the teams I've picked, and maybe they have uh, something to add to that. Hopefully they do. Then we switch over, over to uh, the girls' side of basketball, the sectional level. We have a couple interesting matchups coming up that from from our area. Now you guys are heading over uh, to is it Manasha? You guys are heading to tomorrow night, yeah, yeah, to do Amherst and Wrightstown. Interesting matchup of top uh, three yeah. teams uh, in in the Division Three field. So we'll get your thoughts on that too. I'm heading over to North and or over to Ashwaubenon, I should say, for Appleton North, Appleton East, a big city rivalry that's going at the sectional semifinal level up there in Ashwaubenon. And uh, then we'll, we'll wrap up a little bit, just uh, anything else that maybe is on other people's minds. Brett, I know you have some, uh, maybe a thing or two to bring up as well. Uh, but well, let's get started, if you don't mind, guys. Let's go. And let me do this, WI State Wrestling. Now, remember last week, Brett, I was sitting here and I was saying I expected, what, seven guys to reach the finals? We had eight. Mm. Eight, so I was wrong. You were busy. I was, I was a busy guy. A we had eight guys reach there. the finals. Uh, I was thrilled. Um, and then I thought we would have five champs, and we had ended up having four, though I thought Zach Lee, and more on this in a little bit, I thought Zach Lee was robbed of his title at 160 in Division One. More on that in a minute. But uh, So I was, I, I was actually pretty close on my predictions. I was actually very happy to find that I was close on my predictions uh, because our wrestling, uh, the wrestling in our area, I believe, is some, is some of the best in the state, um, and given its size as well. So kudos to all our champs. Here are our four champs, by the way. 
Eric Barnett from Hortonville, Division One, 113, Brett, number two rank or number three rank wrestler in the nation. He won at Division One, 113. Evan Foster's from Freedom, our friend. He's been on our show. Actually, both him and Eric have been on our show. Uh, 160 in Division Two, and then Bo Yeniman. He was on here last week for the roundtable mm-hmm. from Nina. He won at 195 and finished undefeated, by the way, did Boaz, did Eric Barnett. And then Keaton Cleaver, the big guy from Kakana, also a friend of the show. Uh, he won at 285 in Division One. Brett, I mean, that's, that's four legit state, champion, state champs. And then in Barnett and Cleaver's case, two-time champs. So uh, nice showing from our area guys uh, down there in, in Madison. I know you were paying attention too, weren't you? Brad? Oh, oh absolutely. Down? I, okay. was. I know we had the real live, uh, uh, real time results that uh, Jordan Schelling took care of. Did a great job of keeping everybody uh, apprised of who was doing what. I don't know, uh, folks out there maybe listening or even watching. Uh, kind of describe the atmosphere of the Cole Center, though, especially Championship Saturday. It's a it's a pretty cool event, isn't it? Brett, you and I have been to many, many state events, many high-profile state events. You know, in terms of basketball, at least for sure, we've been in, been avail- been able to watch outstanding matchups between top teams. And I say this with all due respect to all those other championship matches from state track to baseball to basketball to hockey, all that stuff to Clint Randall and football. Championship Saturday, individual state tournament, when they bring out the champions for the championships, champions march with the Olympic music playing, it is. It raises the hair on on, on the arms and on the on, on the neck. It, it's an incredible, incredible. Uh, I guess scene. You really can't. I really can't describe it. You have to go down there and check it out. First off, the Cole Center was packed. Seventeen thousand people there, and then you know they have the three divisions uh, concurrently uh, performing in those championship matches. The roar of the crowd when there's a big you know you know a takedown or a pin or something like that. You've got to experience it one time. If you're a sports fan, please head down to the Cole Center during those individual state championships uh, on that Saturday of the individual state tournament because you will not you, – you will experience something that you won't forget. It is an amazing, an amazing thing to watch. And I will have to add this, though. Unfortunately for my friend Zach Lee, he's a mm-hmm. friend of the show. What happened there? Here's what happened. Unfortunately, he should have been our fifth. He should have been our fifth state champion at D1 – uh, he was at 160 or 152. I'm sorry. Uh, he was leading 2-0 to Otto, this Arrowhead wrestler, uh, Jake Otto. I want to say heading into the final period. You know, with officials and everything, everything's kind of subjective a little bit. Brett, they felt he was stalling a little bit because he had his he had Otto, you know, kind of collapsed or whatever. He was he was behind him trying to throw him. Otto very very smartly, kind of wrapped his legs around the, one of the back legs of, of Lee to prevent him from throwing it, but, you know, they were uh, immovable, basically. Both of them were kind of stuck in position. The officials, unfortunately, felt that Zach wasn't doing enough to throw him and caught, got him two points for stalling. Mm-hmm. That, that had, a, had a domino effect because then it was tied, and then literally in the, in the final seconds, uh, Otto got that re- one-point reverse to get out of Lee's hold and got the win. One-point escape. One-point escape, right. Yep. I cannot tell you how devastating that is because a couple of years earlier, Robert Lee lost uh, kind of like a similar uh, a call from the official where he had the kid down on a near fall, but he didn't get called for the two-point. Uh, you know what I mean? And he ended up losing that match, and he was a three-time state champ. Mm-hmm. So he could have been a four-time state champ. Very, very rare. But unfortunately for Zach Lee, and to add uh, insult to injury, Brett, the auto kid did the little breaking, uh, 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 I guess, you, what would you call it, a gesture? I guess to the back of his neck, uh, which really drew boos from the crowd. One thing I got to give wrestling folks, they, they understand that sport, and they don't like 
when uh, kids are arrogant or, or, or cocky, I guess, in a way, and they roundly boot him three times uh, uh, during, during that whole kind of scenario there and also when they, when they announce the champions later uh, in the evening. So unfortunate for Zach Lee. Uh, he's such a good kid, too. You know, we had him on the show, very entertaining guy, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately they had to end up that way. But you know what? That's wrestling. That is wrestling. It happens sometimes, and not everything goes the way you want it. And the great thing for Zach Lee and the Kakana Kakana, uh, wrestling team is they have a chance to win, what, their fifth consecutive state championship this weekend uh, at uh, Team State Wrestling. So best of luck to them as they they try to do that. But, yeah, that was was the wrestling. It was good and bad, Brett. And uh, I guess that Lee whole thing was kind of the most – the thing that stuck out in my mind just because of the way it kind of ended there. That's too bad, but um, still a heck of a season. No, very outstanding, yeah. uh, Hopefully – Kids can understand that whatever the sport they're in, to, to even get as far as they do, uh, you know, and, and to be at this at state level, is a heck of an accomplishment. Uh, but you know that Lee obviously was uh, was gunning for that state title, so you feel bad for him. But congratulations to those other uh, individual state champs. And Ricardo, you're not done though uh, with your wrestling duties. You will no. be going back down to Madison this week. Uh, it's time for the team state tournament and uh, what's going to happen uh, what do you think is going to happen there i know kakana is going for its fifth straight right. state championship Here, but they have a tough road they do have a tough road um uh, you know talking with coach machik and and keaton cleaver um i think they both they both admit that this this run will be a little different than maybe in the years past um they may face stoughton who was a uh, one of the top teams in the state in the in the semifinal round now they have met them in the championship round the last two years and been able to get wins there. Close, close very matches close matches. Too, very yeah. close matches. So, you know, they, they're, of course, they're obviously concerned that, you know, they're going to try to pop on through to, the, to Saturday's finals, but that's, that's a tall order. So we'll see if they're able to – if Kakana can get past that semifinal match – I think I think they're in good position to maybe claim that fifth state championship, but it's going to be tough for them to do. It's going to be interesting to watch. I'm heading down there Friday, so follow me on on Twitter at PC Ricardo, and I'll try to update you as much as I can. They have the quarterfinals match and the semifinals match, so I'll also be covering Marshfield uh, for the group as well. Uh, so we'll see how they. But they have to play. They have to wrestle Stoughton. So <laughs> that's a tough matchup for Marshfield, unfortunately. So uh, and and and, and Kakana has McWanago. So. Uh, just just a couple of things to kind of watch out there as we head into Team State. I feel like Stoughton right now is where Kakana was. Yes. A, 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 well, before this run right. started, they're trying to break through, trying to break through, and they're on they're, they're on the cusp. And once it happens, yep. uh, not to say they're going to peel off four or five straight state titles, but uh, that's where Kakana was. Just couldn't get to that uh, state championship uh, match and, or, or finish it off. And then, of course, once it happened, now you see what – the ghosts have done uh, the last four seasons. Yeah, Brett, that's a great observation because they always were kind of the bridesmaids and never the brides. But now look at them. They're the platinum program in wrestling. Rosie, you have something, my friend? No, no, I'm okay. good. I'm good. Uh, let's, let's switch. Go, go over from wrestling. Sorry, sorry. You caught him off guard. What? what, what? I, uh, let's go from wrestling uh, over to hoops and the boys' uh, postseason preview. Uh, I've made my state picks. Brett, am I a homer? Do you think I'm a homer because I pick? No, because I'd probably pick the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you didn't know, if you haven't read it, uh, the, the, the area teams in, uh, that I have going and winning state titles are Oshkosh North, Kakana, and Xavier from our Can't area. D1, D2, D3. Yeah, and it's very difficult to argue because both are number one ranked teams in their division. I'm not really going on a limb here by picking those three teams, Brett, but uh, I, I guess I did in my, pre, in my postseason kind of like re, uh, preview, I guess I did say, you know, Oshkosh North, don't forget Kimberly's right there. 
Kimberly's right there, possible sectional final matchup for them. As for Kakana, they have to possibly play Cedarburg yeah. in the sectional final. Xavier, uh, boy, I don't want to say the road is a little bit easier, but it kind of is, uh, I guess, in relation when you see what Oshkosh North Kakana have to go through. I agree. Um, I think of those three, I feel most confident about saying Xavier's going to win the I do as well. state championship, yes. uh, go for their, the repeat in the fourth straight state finals appearance for uh, Hunter Plowman and that, uh, that wow. group and Matt Klarner. So That's amazing. Um, but, you know, I know a lot of folks that think very highly of Brown Deer, and, and there's some interesting potential matchups coming up, uh, maybe a, a Xavier uh, Freedom. Uh, yeah. A Xavier Little Shoot, Xavier Wrightstown. You know, who knows what's going to happen. And then uh, I know there's some good stuff on that other side. Valders is very good. I've heard some good things about New Holstein. But um, still, confidence-wise, I feel like, yeah, I mean, nobody's really shown in the ability to slow down a Xavier team that's averaging, uh, what, 93 points per game. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible uh, <laughs> offensive machine that they have over there. Oshkosh North uh, would have to, yeah, get through. You know, we're, we're thinking probably Kimberly in the sectional championship over in Marshall. We've been talking about that one out here on the podcast uh, a number of weeks. And that's not a gimme because those uh, regular season battles have been very close. Um, and don't – you know, don't forget there's that Sun Prairie team. I'm hearing okay. a lot of good things. I about, am too. Uh, with that, uh, with their top recruit, uh, is it Jaden Johnson? I am. Yes, the, the Jalen Jalen Johnson. I know he's a very highly touted sophomore right now, getting some big, big looks. I think Sun Prairie might be ranked number two in the state. Mm-hmm. So don't sleep on those guys either. Um, very good squad. And then on D two, like you said, Kakana um, and Cedarburg. Uh, those two teams have. Uh, there have been heavyweight battles the last two seasons in the sectional finals, I believe, and looking like that could be the case. But then it uh, could be some tough matchups for the Ghosts as they get to Madison as well if they can uh, punch that ticket and make it to the Cole Center. Brett, let me, let, me pick, let, me, let me get your thoughts on this real quick. You look at the Division One field and the Division Two field. Here's who I have making the Final Four. For Division One. I have Oshkosh North over Bayport, Brookfield East over Sun Prairie. Those are the four teams, okay? Here are the Division Two Final Four: Kakana over Milwaukee, Washington; yeah. Monona Grove over Lacrosse Central. Monona Grove is very good. Now, in my opinion, you could you could legit say that the Division Two Final Four is on par with Division One, or possibly even surpasses it. Your thoughts? I think I think very deep. Uh, Monona Grove, I know, has that big, uh, very very tough team, um, and then uh, Milwaukee or. Um, the other one. Lacrosse uh, Central is a defending Central, state champ. Coming back after Kobe yeah. King graduated, obviously an established program. Um, yeah, I, I, think it, it, I think it's a toss-up. I, I, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it, you... Because the top teams, Kakana and Oshkosh North, split this year. They did, and it's tough, though, in, in that D2 field to... You know, you know, like you say, Jordan McCabe seems to, to rise when the lights are uh, the yes. brightest uh, normally, and... Um, they seem to be on a mission to try to complete uh, the, that second state t- title run, but who knows? I mean, that, that's that's gonna be an entertaining field, and I, I'm very intrigued by the Monona Grove team. I saw them in person last year, and was okay. was, was highly impressed with that big. I gotta have to look up his name, but uh, I know I think they maybe only have one or two losses um, in, in size. You know, it's gonna be tough to to match up uh, against a kid like that, where you're gonna have to probably commit two double team him and uh, leave a shooter open. So uh, it should be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, Rosie, you're, you're raising your hand over there. Uh, yeah, we have uh, one Facebook question. Go ahead. Uh, before I get to that, though, do you think it was probably one of the best things to happen to Kakana to lose to North? Because <laughs> well, now they... I would say no. Normally, I would say yes, that that is the case. Normally, okay, well, we'll take a lump against the top team. Yeah. But when I talked to Kakana, when I talked to Coach uh, uh, Shallow, I, I saw a little bit of concern there because of, oh. of what happened, because they had fell behind and they didn't... 
I mean, they rallied a little bit, but they kind of – when they fell behind, I kind of saw for the first time a little bit of panicking, you know, okay. from Kakana. And that's not, I guess, what you want to see, Yeah, <laughs> you know, right a week before everything starts, you know, the postseason. So in that way, no. But but ideally, you would think, okay, well, a loss, you can learn from a loss, right, when you always look at the silver lining of a loss. Yeah. But, uh, that do, by the way, that doesn't take anything away from Kakana. I still think they're going to be there. But yes, Shallow is is a little bit of concern. Is a little concerned. He even admitted that so much. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not speculating here. He told me that. Okay. So that's an interesting. You have a question from Facebook. I do. I do from Facebook from uh, Vinny Borowski. Uh, Borowski. Okay. Um, if it comes to Oshkosh North and Kimberly, would that switch from Marshfield to a closer there location? You, that's a good thing they brought that up. Why? Because it just happened. The possibility of that happening with uh, Appleton North and Kimberly girls, or, not, or Spash, or Spash, or Appleton East, or, or Apple, yeah, yeah, that, that combo. They're, they're, the Joe Biden has already told us that they're going to move that to Oshkosh North, right, Brett? I mean, well, that's, it's it's not no, not finalized, but it's it's there's talking it's, it's, about. A, it's a possibility that yes. they, that would move from Spash. Where we were thinking about going to yep. a, a closer venue, that, yeah, I don't think there's any announcement on that yet, so we can't say that. I was, that's a tough question, though. But because, it's been talked you know. about, though, and I'm and I'm telling you right now, Oshkosh North and Kimberly, they will petition the WIA to have that move. Now, Marshfield, you have been there, I've been there. It is a gigantic, Huge. gigantic Huge field house. It is on the yeah. level of Nina in terms of how big it is. Uh, you know, it, it has a press box inside <laughs> the field house. Yeah. You know, a football press box inside the field house. So that's how big it is. The stands are actually kind of far away from yes. the yeah. too. Yeah. Um, the, good the 30 feet from <laughs> I think from the I think if both teams petition the WIA, they will at least explore the idea of moving it. Where? I mean, anywhere you go, it's going to get packed. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, Nina would be open, and Nina is a, a gigantic Stadium. I don't know. You tell me, Brad. What do you think? Spash. Well, Spash is another possibility. Spash, yes. Or is uh, DC Evers? They got a big, pretty big field house too. Could they? Yeah. Could they do it up in Schofield? Uh, at least keep it a no. little bit closer. I don't know. Uh, or, you, or I mean, I, I don't know the dynamics and how it works with also schools that host because I, I know they get a cut of the action. Right. And I would think Marshfield would be like, hey, we're going to fill this place up. But yeah. do you want two teams from the valley traveling past Stevens Point? So you're now you're starting to get. Past the central part, moving towards the western part of the state. Yeah. Um, where the last two years, the reason why it was held in Marshfield was because obviously Stevens Point was part of right. that uh, sectional championship game. But, but the fact of the matter is that yeah, the, if it's Appleton North Kimberly, Appleton East Kimberly, Appleton North Spash, Appleton East Spash for the girls sectional championship, sounds like it's going to be moved here uh, somewhere in the in the Fox Valley instead and, of playing it over in Stevens. Point. Right, and that will set precedent. So. You know, that's what you know. North, or I'm sorry, Ashkosh North and Kimberly will point to when well, you move the girls game. You know, down to, to to Ashkosh North. So I'm just trying to think of gyms around here that that uh, are of the size of Marshfield. I can't. I just I can't. Nina is the only one that I can. Yeah, think I suppose of. Nina would Nina because you got the set of bleachers uh, on the, the one side that go really. Yeah, up that. High. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can fit a couple thousand just on that side of the bleachers, in my opinion. Yeah, I, and, and it has and it has ample room around. Yeah. You know. You know where people can stand if they have to. So. I'd be all right with that. There'd be plenty of yeah. room for us to, to set <laughs> yes. and, uh, live yeah. stream a game. There so. you go. It'd be easier for us, I guess, logistically. Yeah. So that kid from uh, Monona Grove, by the way, Jake uh, Schrakenthaler. I Ooh. hope I'm saying that. And you did a better job than I did. Uh, that's a tough name, but six seven. Uh, Monona Grove only has uh, one loss this year, and, and uh, Jake is averaging uh, almost twenty points a game. Okay. Uh, but they have a, a lot of balanced scores. Caden Nelson, Sam Hep, all in double figures. But uh, Monona Grove is twenty-one and one. So yeah, a very talented D uh, two field coming up. It's going to be fun though. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. 
Let's switch over to the girls, Brett. They're at the sectional level now. Uh, we kind of did a preview last week. Now we're kind of updating the girls in the sectional level in terms of Division One uh, area teams still involved. We have Appleton North versus Appleton East at Eshwabanon. This is Thursday, by the way, 7 o'clock. I'll be heading up, actually, to Eshwabanon to see that big uh, intra-city rivalry take place. Uh, also in Division One, Kimberly versus Spash. That's at Wapaka, Brett. Interesting venue for that. Mm-hmm. Division Two, Hortonville versus Marshfield at Anago. Uh, Seymour versus West Pier at Kokona. So that one's right right over the, on the road here uh, out on, uh, what's that, College Avenue over there, the Kokona. Division three, this is where you two will be at. Wrightstown versus Amherst at Manasha. Great, great game. Uh, we'll talk about that more in a second. And then Division four, Shyockton versus Crandon. That's at Green Bay Southwest. Brett, let's talk about that D3 one first because you guys are going to be there. I thought uh, a great matchup, and it's one that I know you're looking forward to because <laughs> – it was a rematch, I think, of the sectional final last year. Correct. Correct, yeah. yeah. And uh, so give me your thoughts there, man. That, that's a good matchup to two, two top three teams. Well, yeah, Wrightstown ranked uh, second in Division Three. Amherst ranked third in Division Three, both with a single loss. And By the way, Wrightstown got my first place vote. And both with, uh, yeah, they met in the, in the sectional final last year that Rosie and I were at. We streamed that one up in Green Bay yeah. Preble, and uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good game, as I recall. I don't have the score oh, yeah. in front of me, but... It was 60-53. to 53. This would be a good battle. Uh, I know uh, Amherst, Heather Pearson, a very talented uh, big for the Falcons and uh, a lot of experience, I believe, coming back from that, that squad that uh, came within a game of going to state, taking on a, a Wrightstown team that we thought maybe would take a step back no. with all the graduation, but Kaylee Van Zeeland and uh, Bridget Frolke. Ellie, and, Ella Dini, Denny. So a lot of uh, talent for Coach Mike Frolke and, and what the, the Tigers have done. we gotta give, we got to give props to Frolke. Yeah. Uh, for taking a team that, uh, again, and, and mistakenly, we thought that they take a step back. No, you could you could actually you could actually say that they took a step forward. Uh, so that he's done a great job, and a lot of the young players are really playing big roles Taylor for them. Guns, Taylor Guns, Taylor Guns, sure, a, a, a game. Uh, so um, it's a winning culture there, as it is in Amherst. And I guess now you start to who's who's gonna who's gonna pull it out? I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Wrightstown. I think probably a little bit tougher schedule. Uh, playing in the Northeastern Conference versus uh, the CW East, I think it is, for mm. uh, Amherst. Yes, uh, the but East. But the, the fact of the matter is that Amherst, uh, as I recall, Rosie, from that game last year, um, the big from uh, Amherst uh, gave Wrightstown some fits. I think that's yeah. Heather Pearson. And it kind of had a double down on her. To, yeah. But they just could not knock down shots. I remember that they just struggled from the outside. Yeah. They had some looks. They could If they could get some shooters going, while you're uh, committing two defenders on yeah. the big down on the block, then, mm-hmm. yeah, the Amherst might have a chance. We know that uh, Wrightstown pressures, uh, they're a very good defensive team, forced turnovers, and uh, a lot of balance offensively. So I think Wrightstown's going to uh, advance to that sectional championship on Saturday. I know you guys, again, uh, when, when's that start uh, that you guys going to be uh, going uh, live? Well, that's at Menasha High School tomorrow, uh, 645. Okay. We'll go live at 7 o'clock tip. So, Rosie, fingers crossed Looking that the Wi-Fi signal <laughs> yes, in the yes, gymnasium yes. It's all about the will Wi-Fi. allow for Facebook access. We went and did a live stream check there yesterday. and um, uh, Let's just call it a semi-successful check. Uh, we were having yeah. some Facebook issues, but I think those will be resolved. Yeah, we're, all, all I know is I'm going to have my phone I'm charged. Counting I'm counting on it. Yes. I'm going to have my phone charged because I'm going to try to be watching that live stream, uh, Brett, as I cover North and East. We'll get to Division One, Division Two in a little bit. Division Four. I want to quickly uh, talk about Shyockton versus Crandon, Green Bay Southwest. Tina Ubel having a fantastic year. I, I want to say she might she she should be in contention for that conference as a Player of the Year. But Chayakton basically two wins away from reaching the state semifinals again. So kudos to Coach Hendrickson over there. That you know I I, I picked Chayakton to actually make the state semifinals 
uh, for Division Four last week. I, and Rosie, you said you have something from online. I know I do. what you're seeing because I'm seeing. It oh, too. okay, Go yeah. Uh, Tammy Plate says that Nina seats 3,600, Marshfield 3,500, and Spash 2,500. So there, you go. there you go. That's the end of discussion right there. Should be in Nina. It should have been in Nina anyway. To tell you the truth, uh, instead of having it over in Marshfield, but you know. that's hard to. It just seems strange to think that Nina actually seats more than Marshfield because Marshfield it's is just, just enormous. But I guess yeah. when you look at that field house and that seating section on one side. You can fill the bleachers on underneath the baskets. Right. They'll wheel those out on both sides. And then pretty decent seating section uh, yeah. behind uh, the benches, too. So yeah, I love right. Nina. I do, too. We're there all the time. Ron Einerson Fieldhouse. Uh, let's, let, I mean, if that happens, I have no doubts that that's what's going to happen. You've got to move it to Nina. Yeah. You know, it's right in between you know, Oshkosh North. Yeah. I mean, does that not make sense, it makes, Brett? Yeah, it makes complete sense when you see yeah. the uh, attendance total. So. Well, it makes perfect save, sense. Save us the trip to Marshfield. We might exactly. Yeah. Although I... I Boy, Kakana oh, well, yeah. would be very interesting, very interesting yeah. to go to Manitowoc, which apparently has a, 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 a press box in its field house as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. I've never okay. been in a Manitowoc gym. Wow. This is, this, see all the fun yeah. things we can uh, think of it's now? A coin flip, I think. Yeah, great stuff. Well, thank you, Tammy, for helping out with that. Um, okay, so we talked about D3, talked about D4. Let's go to D2 before we wrap it up with D1 in terms of the girls' side. D2, Hortonville versus Marshfield at Anago. Now, I have said this from the start, and I, you know, I love Hortonville, my polar bears. They're actually there, by the way, at Appleton North. Chippewa Falls, Brett. Uh, some, I saw Shea Frederick and some of the okay. girls there in McGlone. They were there watching that game, giving support to, to their buddies uh, at Appleton North. And um, that sectional, not as strong as the other three sectionals. So Hortonville, in my, po- in my opinion, is the class of that sectional. They're going to they're gonna beat Marshall. By the way, Marshall, I think, is 12-12. and 12. Yikes. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, and they're at yeah. the sectional semifinal level. So Hortonville should, in my opinion, pop on through to the final or to the semifinals anyway. And for Seymour versus yep. West Pier. Now, here we go. We and we've covered West Pier in the past. We just covered Seymour. We streamed. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, Regional. yeah, Brett, you give me your thoughts, because I actually haven't seen Seymour this year in terms of a full game. So, yeah, I think uh, very impressed with Seymour. Yeah. But uh, Green Bay uh, Southwest, uh, <laughs> watch out for these guys. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of young players. Okay. And it was a Jaden Johnson, I think. Am I saying that right? Uh, uh, the superstar player who's got already Marquette, Wisconsin, uh, a lot of oh, D1 wow. okay. programs yeah. looking at her. Fast as can be, excellent uh, uh, point guard and, and really pressured uh, Seymour quite a bit. I thought Seymour, there was some sloppiness there. Um, but they had a lot of good looks. Actually, a lot of lot of uh, very strong on the baseline drives, yep. and uh, just couldn't convert on some of those. But uh, 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 Buchholz underneath, uh, she was she played a big game. Uh, actually, pretty versatile on both okay. ends of the court, and stepped out and knocked down some, uh, oh, wow. some shots from distance. <laughs> yeah. They need that. Of course, okay. Haleyoski was doing her stuff. Uh, kind of had a little bit of a tough night. She looked a little frustrated. Shots just weren't falling, but she had good looks. Jenna Kraus obviously was yeah. all over the place. Okay. Uh, so a lot of versatility, and you liked what Bobby Kukta there, the, the coach yeah. at Seymour, has, has got uh, going this season, uh, certainly all in for uh, a trip to, uh, Ma- uh, the, to the rest center. However, we all know it's the, uh, the, the, the monster on the other side that, that <laughs> potentially awaits in a sectional. Right, and we, and we already know. And, and I'm sorry, Brad, not to, not to cut you off there, my friend, but we, we, we see where, what happened there. Now you see Beaver Dam versus Vincent. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. That is the game to watch from around the state if you're paying attention to Division Two girls. I picked Vincent to upset Dam- Beaver Dam, so we'll see if that happens. Because if that's the case, 
I think Seymour can beat Milwaukee Vincent. I don't know if Milwaukee, uh, if Seymour can beat Beaver Dam, though, Brett. Oh. So that'll be interesting to watch. Either way, I think Seymour makes it to the sectional final. It's going to be a great game for them uh, against West Pier. I like West Pier. I just don't think they're at the level of Seymour right now. Uh, obviously, the Thunder, with, with so many great players, one loss on the year, too, I want to say. Rank second, yeah. Rank yeah. second. They do have a real nice deep team as well. Yeah, so they do. I think there's Seymour's a- only loss, by the way, came to Kimberly. Yes, yep. they play a tough stuff. Yeah. We mm-hmm. talked about that on the live stream. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're battle tested, no yeah. doubt. And of course, with Haley Oski being yeah. a GB recruit, and, and Jenna Krause going to McKendry, I believe. Yeah. Well, yes, Oski was solid. She, like you said, the shots just weren't dropping. Oh, she, she had good, great but looks. There was no, you could not guard her on the baseline. No. She would take that ball out from the wing and just drive baseline. That's where the shots weren't falling. But if if the shot wasn't there, she just pitched out to somebody and they'd pop a three. And oh, it was, wow. okay. I mean, her speed down the when she goes down the baseline is unbelievable. Very quick step to, to attack that baseline and mm. again a lot of good looks and, and some kickouts too from there. But yeah. um uh, Buchholz was one I was really uh, impressed with again the big but stepping yeah. out and knocking down that three yeah. and uh, a lot of rebounding going on. Yeah. Well, they're going to need they her. the glass, so yeah. They're going to need yeah. her if it, if it is a Beaver Dam matchup because Beaver Dam's got some girls. Let me tell you that right now. They got some players. There are some who think that maybe Beaver Dam's the best team in the state regardless of division. Well, Raven Van and Langenberg, she was all over the glass. Yes. She yeah. was, I, I called her the glue of yeah. that team. Just one of yep. those, just did the dirty stuff, hustle plays, that sort of thing, grabbing loose Hitting balls. free throws. And, and longest last name Colts. in our area. I think that's longer than Christofferson. So. Yeah, Christofferson's fourteen letters. I, I should count that. But, uh, that <laughs> yeah, that that beats Christofferson by a mile. Let's switch over to Division One. I'm gonna get to Kimberly Espash right now. That's over at Wapaka. Kimberly, we have said this from the beginning. We expect them to be at that sectional final. Spash is a good team. However, I, I question the strength of the conference that they play in this year. The Valley, it's just it's not very good. Wisconsin Valley, the Wisconsin yeah. Valley, and it's Spash. Uh, you know, it's congratulations. It's been a great year, but Kimberly. It's tough. Defensively. And yes, and, and Kimberly's only losses this year have come to Appleton North. And I just don't think Spash is anywhere near on the level of Appleton North, uh, in my opinion. So that's my, that's my prediction for the game, obviously. Kimberly should, should, should win over Spash. I agree with that 100%. Uh, Wisconsin Valley not uh, anywhere near uh, uh, overall level of, of what we see in the FVA. And then Troy Cullen, and he's been there a long time, and we know that he hangs his hat on tough, tough, uh, man-to-man defense, help defense, kind of pack line system like we see with, with, with uh, Tony Bennett in Virginia and a lot of uh, programs emulating uh. the fact that you just can't get into the paint. Mm. They just pack the paint and uh, try to funnel the ball into the paint so that's where all the bodies are and you can knock it away. Play gap defense, help defense so well. And it's just tough, and they contest. They close out on shooters, and um, there just aren't a whole lot of good uh, shot opportunities when you go against a team like Kimberly that will slow it down a little bit. But, you know, again, uh, Alina Hampton having a nice season, 12.2 points per game. And don't forget about Maddie Schreiber, yes, the, the f- freshman who's going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with uh, over the next three seasons, along with a number of uh, young talent coming through the uh, FEA and the girls' side right now. Right, and Kimberly also uh, on defense, you were talking about that, sets the tempo with Lauren Smith, probably the best, one of the best defensive players in the state, shut down Shea Frederick from Hortonville a couple of times, and she's, uh, she's kind of looked on as a kind of uh, – I guess well, you got a spark plug of that defense for, and then and then we wrap up Appleton North versus Appleton East. This is a game I'm going to be at at Schwabenon. I saw Appleton North. 
Brett, they look really good against Chippewa Falls, but even even in looking good, Joe Russell was not happy. He thought they could be even better, and Brett, they were really good against Chippewa Falls, but that's Joe. I re- yeah, I read that. I was like, come on, Joe, you won by like 40 points. <laughs> don't, don't give me the coach speak. I'm sure it was just fine. I know he's trying to motivate his kids, but, you know, enjoy the win for heaven's sakes. I mean, not everything's got to be so serious. Uh, you, you, you crush Chippewa Falls, and, and you got a big game going against Appleton East team that beat them. Uh, right, and the uh, last time they played, so obviously there's going to be uh, that can be interesting because East is no joke; they're a good team. No, the East um, they took out DC Everest uh, again, part of that Wisconsin Valley Conference that wasn't even really close. Uh, so Appleton East eighteen and six, the most dangerous team in D one. If Appleton East was in any other sectional other than the one that has them against North, you could make a claim they should make it to state. That's how good Appleton East is. So. They did beat North. When I talked to Kari Brecky, I talked to Sidney Levy, I talked to Russell, they're going to be ready. I, I sense a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They were, remember, when that happened, when East beat North, that shocked everybody, and that was their first loss in-state in almost two years. So they're going to be ready, East Patriots. So uh, just be sure to up your game there because I'm expecting North to come out and, and kind of leave no doubt. And I will add to this, Appleton North obviously wasn't happy because uh, we'll – East will have a day or two more of rest uh, to prepare for the game. I don't know if you saw Russell's uh, uh, comments, but he had, I thought he had a pretty good uh, point there in terms of uh, his team uh, the last couple years has unfortunately been on the short end of some of those scheduling quirks, and I know it's because they play teams from the West, you know, and there's, there's travel issues and weather and all that kind of stuff, but, uh, but they're not the only not, – not just basketball and football we've seen. That. Appleton North somehow has gotten the short end of the stick several times, Brett. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. If, it's, if there is something uh, to be said about that or if it's just complete coincidence, but I'm not going to touch that. Topic, okay? <laughs> yeah, Russ, touch Joe, that Joe had some, <laughs> some very pointed comments uh, about not, his disdain for, 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 for the way that was handled because, you know, they had – and you know this, your son, they had the ACT test. Uh, oh, wait, your son's a sophomore, though. No, junior, yeah. They oh, had him yesterday yes, yes. all over the he state. W- and he was talking about how his, his, his girls – so they not only do they have less time to prepare for East, which is a quality team, they beat North. Now his girls have less time because they had to study for the ACT, and they have a lot of good juniors on that team. But what – Student athlete, right? Student comes right. first. Let's just keep this in perspective, everybody. Okay. Uh, I don't see any uh, future WNBA players out there, so get that ACT score up and worry about that. And whatever happens on the court happens. I'm the voice of reason. Okay, Ricardo. all right. I'm I get like kind of worked old, up a little bit. Wise, just the old dude. Well, let's just, like call, you let's just call you old. I'm like Jedi. I'm like <laughs> let's just call you old. Master. There you go, Yoda. <laughs> hey, well, I want. Can I give a yes. shout out to our colleagues down in Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. J.R. Radcliffe actually specifically yes. uh, has a real cool story. He worked with uh, Spectrum Sports' J.P. Cadorn on this. Uh, uh, go on jsonline.com and you can find it, or uh, you can find J.R. Radcliffe on Twitter, and he tweeted it out. But what if the WIA boys' tournament was just one division? They come out with an imaginary 32-team bracket, and uh, three of the top four seeds that they have, Apple and Xavier, number one, Oshkosh North, number one, and Kakana, number one, in three of the different four wow. uh, sections there. So three schools here. Who was the fourth our, one? Do you have that one? Uh, Sun Prairie. Okay. I, I can't really argue with that because three of our area teams are the top teams, but uh, who does he have winning it, or, or, or did he just have a bracket? They just, so. they just had, kind of had it set up. Um, okay. They didn't really go through. Uh, Interesting. But they do have a podcast where they talk about, or a podcast link where they kind of talk about. Pretty cool uh, idea, and uh, definitely worth a look. Uh, if, if It'll never happen. Yeah. As we went through Reedsville yeah. on, on Monday, yeah. to uh, Sheboygan, we'll do it again. Yep. You see the on, on the Reedsville sign. Yes. The <laughs> They're the all, 1946 yeah. state champions <laughs> that I did a story on in, in 06, celebrating the 60th anniversary of okay. Tiny wow. Reedsville in the one division, beating all the 
the uh, the Goliaths yeah. out there to win uh, the state title. Now, uh, if they would have done that, now, we could have maybe had two. the uh, Spash Kakana game a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah I both did mention that at D2-D1. Xavier Kakana this season, but uh, kind of a, a neat idea, uh, an imaginary um, look at what what could be with with one division uh, and ranking all the teams right and 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 that's a very uh what why am I why am I blanking out what's the film Hoosiers Hoosiers yeah yeah uh, with Indiana had that actually for a while uh, they still had the all all teams in one division for a while I mean that was only recently where they kind of kind of broke it up into different divisions keep in right? mind though Reedsville happened before uh, the, the team in Indiana in which the the movie is depicted. oh okay yeah Reedsville right. I think that was 1952 yeah. or 53 and Reedsville was 46. Mm. Interesting. And again, stuff. I went over to Reedsville in 06 and caught up with some a lot of those guys. Unfortunately, um, a good number of them have since passed uh, in, the, in the 12 years. But uh, very proud of that in their community. Yeah. That's kind of a neat uh, historical um, uh, thing that they they, they uh, take great pride in over in Reedsville. 1946 state champs. We'll see it again, Rosie, yeah. when we go through there. In Do you think 10. we'll ever see this happen? No, have do a thirty. They like they no. like many many champions. Yeah. So I don't think uh, that's going to happen. I, I right. think the WIA is, is, will probably at some point go to a ten division yeah. uh, <laughs> a basketball tournament, okay. at least a fourteen right. division <laughs> a football tournament. There you go. Okay, uh, playoff and all that stuff. You know, Brett, because you can't have enough state champs out there. Brett, I know you're a big Hoosiers fan. What's the name of the school that won it? Uh, Milan in in real life. Oh, by Hick, but, but in the movie. Hickory in the okay. Yeah, Jimmy Chitwood. Right. Jimmy, Jimmy Chitwood. Chitwood yeah. his, his famous 15. line. I'll make it. Remember, they're going to use him yep. as a decoy to yep. try to uh, win the state title game. And Good movie. I haven't that coach Normandale and said, I'll make it. I haven't and, seen and it in a while, it. but I do remember the iconic scene where they go into the gym and, and he measures the or, – or, or I forgot what, what exactly was said, but that actually – Hinkle Fieldhouse. Yeah, he did stick with me. That, that did stick with me about the, the measurements being the same and everything. And then he yells hickory and it kind of echoes. i got to watch that again. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah. I just movie. watched that uh, about a month ago. You know what I need? I need, to watch, I need to watch Hoosiers and I need to have a big old – Shamrock Shake and just say, there you that's, go. that's March Madness <laughs> yep. to me. That's yep. March Madness to me. Basketball and Shamrock. Yep. You shake. love those things; they're disgusting. Do, uh, do that before our final live stream. And that beef I had the other day yeah. too, boys. Uh, I, I missed you guys uh, in Steve. Oh, point. yeah, you did. I missed it too. Yeah, you did. So. Well, that's it. That wraps up our 25th episode of the R&B Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. We'll check us out again. Uh, by the way, no no roundtable tonight because these guys are busy. They're heading over. What are you guys doing tonight, Brett? Uh, real we're going to be in Manorwalk, uh switching gears to the news side. and actually a very serious topic, yeah. but it's part of the Kids in Crisis Town right. Hall uh, series. Uh, and we were in Sheboygan on Monday. Uh, the tour kicked off, and now we're in Manitowoc tonight. But it, very proud to be part of it. Uh, me, I'll be in a very small way, but just helping with live stream setup and production. But... It's uh, Kids in Crisis is in its third year, and it really um, explores um, and raises awareness, I guess, uh, for teen suicide and tries to come up with uh, uh, solutions. And I know there's been legislation that has come from this series. Great. Outstanding. And keeping it going. We had a great crowd that showed up uh, at Sheboygan at the library on Monday, and we're going to be at the Manitowoc Library tonight with another town hall again. Uh, There's going to be more of a storytelling element to it. I thought it was really good on Monday. Rosie, I know you were there, too. Yes, a lot was, of good stuff, a lot of good yep. information, a lot of good questions. Yeah, uh, came out of it. Um, some things that these these kids nowadays face and the pressures they face, and social media, and, and going through all that yeah. stuff. So very serious, but uh, it's great to be part of a of, of something that is uh, making a difference. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can watch it. Actually, we'll we'll stream the town hall. We're going to be at all ten of our USA Today Network Wisconsin sites, along with uh, we're going to do two streams, right, Rosie, in Milwaukee. Yes, and then one a call to action. Wow. Yeah, call Madison. to action. So wow, in streams coming up. Yep. Uh, all over the state, and, uh, but we're going to be on Facebook Live tonight at six o'clock. 
in Manitowoc, so check it yeah. out. Well, best of luck to their guys, and hopefully everything goes off without a hitch. And again, one more shout out to these guys because they're going to be again on on Friday, right? Of doing, I mean Thursday, doing Wright Town Thursday, and and, the, and then fr- I, I might as well Saturday. We're going to do a double dip. We're yep. going to do a, a girls sectional final that afternoon. We don't know where yet exactly, and right. then a boys regional final. Uh, at night, we don't quite know where. It all depends on, on pairings and how it all plays out. We have some ideas in, in, in mind, but until we actually see the two names on the brackets of, of black and white and official, uh, we can't make any any announcements. But Absolutely. we feel pretty good about uh, a couple of the games we have coming up. So Rosie and I are going to be pretty busy on yes, Saturday. Yes, we will be. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you can make it on Saturday. I will try. I will try. If that happens where Kokano is not competing for that state championships on Saturday, I will be there alongside with you guys. So uh, great Great stuff, guys. Thanks for uh, for a great time here. We'll see you back here again next Wednesday, hopefully at noon for uh, the 26th episode of the RB Show. Brett, go ahead. Start throwing them. Tell me when I can do it. Really. Wait, wait. One now. more thing. I'm one more thing. Music. One more thing. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. That's where you can find the RB Show podcast downloaded to your phone. Follow us every every Thursday. We should have a, a new episode updated that, or uh, uh, uploaded. Okay. Are we ready to yes. do this? Yeah. Tell Music's been playing for a while. You go, go for it. I'm, I'm usually dead eye. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh look at that. Oh, I just broke the Still, camera. Yeah, yeah, easy. Right on. Dude, those right. are your two best. Two best. Red hot. The right best now. ever. Jimmy Chitwood.